Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. Oh, talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you that's talk? Not acor- Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll say, if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. Oh, I got another I'm not saying decade. I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. You need to need qualify. To are you talking about prime for, like, child-bearing? Or are you talking about prime for being Just say what the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home. Really? When is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime. Oh. 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 Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Full disclosure, Don and I got the same agent. Mm. Feel like feel like I need to be sending a little message. Although I did, I tweeted about it, so that kind of you know doesn't 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 matter at that point. Welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here with you. So let's uh, let's have a little chatty chat about this, shall we? Because this is if you want more feminism, this is how you get more feminism. Feminism was created by progressive betas like this who talk out of their a double snakes like Don Lemon just did. That is why women began doing some of the stuff they were doing because of progressive dudes like this. Just that they created it. That's where it came from. First off, did they ever say this about Kamala Harris? Isn't she, how old is Kamala Harris? She's like 56-something years old, right? Kamala Harris is, she's in her 50s. Vice President of the United States. Do you think that Don Lemon, she's 58 years old. You think Don Lemon thinks that she's out of her prime, out of curiosity? Hillary Clinton's in her later 70s. Is she out of her prime? Margaret Thatcher, when she became prime minister, she was 53 years old, two years older than Nikki Haley at 51, was Margaret Thatcher, who was one of the most successful leaders. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to add the caveat of female leader. I'm not going to add an asterisk and act like it's JV. She was one of the most successful leaders. 53 years old, two years older than Nikki Haley. Was she out of her prime? I just can I be very frank with you? I don't trust a gay man to sit here and make a determination as to whether or not a female is in her prime. Are you a biologist, Don? I don't know. I mean, we can't even determine what a woman is anymore, but we can go ahead and sit here on CNN and make proclamations about when women are in their prime. Don Lemon is 56 years old, and apparently he didn't rate well enough with test audiences to host a show all by himself, so they had to pair him with a younger female. So I think 56-year-old Don Lemon ought to be a hell of a lot more careful about judging whether or not women younger than him are in their prime or not because i would not say the same of his career Mm. so he just basically gave nikki haley a huge campaign donation that's what that was and i hate that i hate having to even talk about this this is what makes me i think the angriest because i believe that progressive men are sexist some of the in fact the entirety of of my experience with sexism has been from progressive men and their enablers, the progressive women who secretly really do like the dichotomy that that has long existed. They, they suck up and that's just kind of how it is. They make the sexist men happy by enabling the sexist men because they don't condemn it. And that's how, and then third wave happened. But I expect progressive men to be sexist 
what I get angry about is the fact that this is, can I be very honest with you? This is a politician I'm not a major fan of. I've met her. She's very nice as a person. I don't really, I'm not crazy about her policies. Her, her, she on foreign policy, and she's been on the program, and I've talked to her about this before. I'm not um, a major fan of her policies. And so I, and I don't know how strong her spine is. I don't, um, I, I, there's, I, I have some questions and she's just not uh, someone that I would, uh, that I'm super excited about running for the presidency. That said, what I, what makes me angriest is that we're now continuing to talk about her campaign because Don Lemon kicked open a giant hole in the conversation. And now, now it's news and it's news because he's a sexist pig. And everybody's talking about it because he's a sexist. You know, I, I, and he doesn't get a pass because he's a gay dude. He doesn't get a pass because he's a black gay man on CNN. He's judging other women based on stereotypes that have no bearing in actual science. I don't even know what he thinks he's talking about. Oh, Pastor Prime. He doesn't even want to qualify it. But the whole reason that we're still talking about Nikki Haley's campaign is because Don Lemon now made that possible. He has given her such a boost in her campaign. I mean, I've seen people joking as to whether or not it could be considered. I I mean, I wonder if it actually exceeds the allowable legal threshold for in-kind campaign contributions or campaign contributions of any kind. I mean, that's telling you what. I, I, I just kind of wonder. I got some questions. But I, I'm mad because now we gotta talk, we're talking about it because of what he said. And it's news. Damn you for making us do that. Man, we did not want to talk about this campaign. It is early. We're going into spring. We're going into spring of not of a non-election year. We still got Christmas before it really kicks into gear. And here you're doing this. Golly. It's almost like, is he a plant for her? I don't even know. Is he a plant for her? You just gave her million dollar video. She's going to fundraise off this forever. And you made it happen, Don Lemon. Damn you. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants, from sporting, hunting, to personal defense, and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting, because it's well-balanced and thus accurate. You can definitely see kel reliability and quality at work. The P50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P50 and all other kel weapons, and products, check out keltechweapons.com. That's K E L T E C weapons.com. Keltech, creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Keltech. So, a couple of things here. The lawsuit if you i'm sure you've heard of the olaplex hair products well apparently there's a lawsuit going forward 
uh, that claims that their hair products left customers with bald spots and damaged hair. And there's apparently it's a big class action suit. Their CEO has spoken back, hit back, and they're going to court. The plaintiffs are seeking $75,000 in damages. And they say that it damaged their hair. Olaplex hasn't recalled any of its products. This is just a interesting, oh, very interesting thing going forward here. Uh, looking at this story, New York City businesses are losing customers and revenue because people are working remotely. Workers coming into Manhattan apparently spend uh, $12.4 billion less per year than they did previously before the pandemic. Yeah, well, you know, maybe maybe those businesses should go to where the customers are. And honestly, considering all of the ridiculous restrictions and everything that they had during the, yeah, they deserve it. During the pandemic, people deserve what they vote for. I mean, that's, you know, good. you can even go into buildings in there. You can even eat in the restaurants in there unless you showed that you had a completely non-functioning injection. It's just asinine. So this, uh, let me pull this up. 16th study shows that ivermectin works in preventing the coronavirus. It's considered a gold standard RCT from a company that proves that it actually is effective in working against coronavirus. Uh, Dr. Pierre Corey says it's the 16th positive statistically significant controlled trial that finds ivermectin is highly effective in preventing preventing. I know it treats definitely absolutely treats symptoms because I took it when I had it and it a thousand percent treated symptoms. Uh, but they said it reduces uh, IV. They said ivermectin, the RCT reduces 72 percent uh, the viral infections. And they had they were looking at the efficacy. It's a pretty huge. It's a huge test. Uh, I'm going to make sure I put this in this link in your prep so you can your prep email for you subscribers so you can see it as well. It's a very, it's a good deep dive. It's a very good deep dive, but this is like the 16th one. Uh, also, this is uh, world's largest outdoor skating rink was closed due to a lack of ice. Hmm, interesting. It's in Ottawa, the Rideau, Rideau Canal Skateway. The Rideau Canal Skateway, excuse me, in Ottawa. Usually sees about a million visitors each year. It's almost a five-mile skateway. But they've had trouble because apparently there is a lack of ice. They said that it's open to the public when the ice is 30 centimeters thick, about 12 inches. But they need a lot of days of consecutive cold weather. All the cold weather has been down here in Texas. So yesterday, we touched on this in headlines. How now health agencies are trying to say that we need to replace harmful terminology. More regulations, by the way. You know, because regulations are so good, aren't they, folks? Woke scientists are now trying to say, we need to to talk about women like they're chickens. Not kidding. Egg producing. Replace female with egg producing. Well, what if you're a woman who had her ovaries out? Isn't that exclusive terminology? Just wondering. They also say the term morbidly obese should be ditched. In favor of what? I am full of suggestions. In favor of what? They want to make language less offensive. This is so dumb. So you can't use the term like a blind test or double blind. You can't use that. That's mean. Uh, You can't say feminized or masculine. Man or woman. I can't. You can't even use the term survival of the fittest. Darwin is dying. Crazy. 
can't use the term gender. You can't just, this is, it's double plus ungood. The revolution is complete when the language is perfect. We are living, it's not a simulation. It's the real deal. And so it's called the EEB language project. It's a bunch of stupidity. I think people like this should be publicly mocked. That's the study from these scientists, University of British Columbia in Vancouver. And they're saying, yes, it's, we need to champion inclusive language. How about we just champion science and quit getting upset over dumb phrasing? I mean, it's, I, I can't tell you how tired I am of it. Everyone immediately wants to take offense and be offended. Everybody always wants to be offended. It's so, I'm so done with it. I'm just, it's really frustrating. And they said, yes, you have to talk about women like they're, a, like they're chickens. So instead of sperm producing and egg producing, you have to say, uh, basically say egg, la- egg producing. Like a chicken. We're hens, I guess. Oh, wait, is that assuming the chicken's gender or something? Is that, are they going to get all upset over that too? Just waiting. What, uh, what, it's a new day. What are they going to get upset about today? Oh, my gosh. And then the FDA announced, I'm pulling this up. Yesterday, or actually a couple of days ago, they said the FDA announced that we're proposing a change from time-based deferrals to assessing blood donor eligibility using gender-inclusive individual risk-based questions to reduce the risk of transfusion-transmitted HIV. So safety is at the end of the line because wokery comes before safety. That's, that's why, What? So, yay. I mean, who? We're just going to go on the honor system for everything. No one ever, no one ever falsely claims anything. We'll just use the honor system. And then one last thing of wokery. Actually, I should probably wait on this. Remember the, the audio that we played yesterday, the Arkansas lawmaker who asked this, this trans pharmacist, a guy who identifies as a woman, who asked him whether or not he still had a penis during the hearing and the, trans pharmacist was so offended and could not believe and i just that's so inappropriate well i mean we uh went over that but then yet last night video emerged of him being asked that same question by a progressive and he was totally happy like two days before to discuss it interesting it's his life mission to make bad decisions (laughs) it's time for florida man uh, let's see, a couple of uh, stories here. This was kind of a crazy one. Let me pull this up. because I It's a little bit older, but I've never seen it before, so it's new to me. It's from New York Post. And it's uh, the headline is, Alligator with a knife in its head found in a Florida pond. And it, they had to euthanize it, but it was an alligator with a huge knife right in its head. Uh, it was scaring passerby. It was spotted swimming. And upon Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission said they were notified about it. They said photos, you know, showed this. It was on Click Orlando. It said they had photos showing this this reptile with the knife out of its head circulated on social media. It was in a pond. Now, I immediately thought, do you become like the queen or king of Florida if you pull the knife out of the alligator's head? Is this like Excaligator? I'm curious because it very much is. I mean, if you can get the alligator, you can get the knife out. Well, now it's it's been euthanized. They said this it was really severely injured. Bless his little heart. I know it's an alligator, but, you know. Uh, they said that there was a similar uh, 
incident like this in Texas in 2019, there was an alligator that had a, a steak knife protruding from its head, and it was in Pumpkin Lake in Sugarland, Sugarland, Texas, and they had to get it. They had to euthanize that. So that's kind of sad. But it is excalligator, though. I'm just saying. Just it seems. Hmm. Uh, a couple of other. <sighs> this is kind of a wild story. A wife and a boyfriend were charged in a murder for hire scheme of her husband. This is in Santa Rosa. Uh, and there was, she confided, this Florida woman conspired with this other man, Florida man, to kill whom they called Lil Man, who also is a man from Florida man. And apparently she shot him in April of 2022 originally. Their wife had been released on bond. She was booked again in Santa Rosa jail for violating a domestic violence. Because, see, women can be domestic abusers. She had been uh, booked again in Santa Rosa jail for violating the domestic violence injunction against contacting her husband. She apparently was talking to somebody in jail about getting her husband killed, said Sheriff Bob Johnson. He said that a narcotics confidential information, some of the information made controlled calls. Uh, They said that her husband, uh, she didn't seem too upset. She met her. She had met the love of her life. Jail records show she was charged December 12th, a felony conditional release violation. So she apparently did like planned all of this when she was in prison the first time. Now she's back in prison because she killed her husband. This is crazy. This uh, a couple of other ones. A Miami woman was charged with uh, COVID relief fraud. She was using the funds on purchasing designer shoes in a Bentley. Daniela Rendon, 31, made her appearance in federal court today after she was charged, or sorry, Thursday of last week, after she was charged with seven counts of wire fraud, two counts of money laundering, and one count of aggravated identity theft, according to the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Florida. So she's, she lied to get the relief loan, then she spent the money on everything. Oh, designer shoes, cosmetic procedures, a Bentley, all kinds of stuff. Oh, and then she also... Uh, she enrolled with a payroll processor to re- to issue fraudulent payroll checks for herself. That's how she did it. So she faces up to 20 years in prison. That's our tax dollars. That's our tax dollars. This is wild. Uh, also, I won some of these. I You know, I can't. There was a Florida man who was charged with mail theft in Florida as part of a joint investigation. Mail theft. He had the master key somehow. So... He was arrested and charged because it's felony and then also fleeing and eluding and reckless driving. According to St. John's County Sheriff, uh, they had worked with U.S. Postal Inspection Service and Darren Simmons, 28, charged with unlawful possession of personal identification of other people. You can't do that. That's all felonies, folks. Weirdest crime. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.